It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter. Two mics, two crusty vests, two opinions, one based in reality and one based in what do you bet on Twitter? With music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Um, this is kind of Scotty Johnny Podcast Part 2, I guess. Uh, I am your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett. And with me, as per usual, is Aaron Flottam. John, what's going on, man? Uh, hey, uh, 2021 NL uh, Central Division Champs, Brewers, Euchre, all that. Uh, wow. What a week in baseball, man. Like, Think about what happened between the last podcast and now. Been yeah, it's quite Bruce, a lot. Brewers got swept and swept and won the division at home on the last possible day at home. It's like yeah, well we'll we'll get into all of that. We'll say oh my god, just to, because we're putting out two this week, but we want to make sure you know that uh, you can follow this podcast at Scotty Johnny Pod on Twitter. You can also follow me at Not So Humble Host, and you can follow Aaron. You can follow him, Aaron. Where is that? I'm sorry, I usually that is that, that is at Cheddar Talk, John at Cheddar Talk, and uh, some lively discussion this uh, on Sunday between me and uh, one Megan Schrader and uh, friend of the show, Megan Schrader, uh, K Bananas uh, Armin Sarian from 97.3 The Game. <laughs> uh, basically, uh, K Bananas calling me out, uh, calling me out last week for uh, I said I would go back and take back everything I said about the Brewers after the Cardinals series. If the Mets, if they swept the Mets, which they did, <laughs> which they did, which they, they did, John, they, they did. Didn't. All right. I'm sorry. I almost stepped on him because I'm just, we've been going for a while already at this point. Ooh. So I, 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 sometimes at the end of shows, I, I just give everything and I'm just like, guy, get in here and get this. And I was like, no, no, no. We're, Shut up, Aaron. We're back at the beginning again. We had to go all the way back to the beginning. Let's do it. I almost went into full uh, Princess Bride there. He told me to go back to the beginning. This was the beginning. I'm waiting for Fancini. And then Andre the Giant would come and help me. But I just have you. You are my Andre the Giant. And I am your <laughs> drunken Inigo Montoya. Um, I hope everybody Funny, catches I was that just, one. I was, just looking up, I was just looking up Andre the Giant earlier for some <laughs> weird reason. I don't know why. There's, there's, why would you not look up Andre the Giant? Yeah, I was <laughs> looking up something about uh, whether or not he had children, and in fact, he does have uh, a daughter who is six hey. foot two. Jeez. Man. <laughs> and she looks like him. So. Oh, that's that's heartbreaking. No. <laughs> Anyhow. She's obviously Andre the Giant's daughter. All right. Well. Which, which This is very apropos because we were talking about Euchre Bobblehead Night on Saturday. WWE. Which was yeah. WWE. And, of course, it, I, I'm, it was... I was a little mad. I didn't realize because on the MLB app, it didn't say that. It just said the promotion was Euchre WWE bobblehead night. And I didn't stop to think you had to buy the 20 game package for next year to qualify for that ticket that night, along with the bobblehead, which made me mad because one of my favorite Euchre bits of all time is when he got choked out. He was got choked by Andre the giant at WrestleMania. (laughs) It's one of my favorite bits ever. Like people don't realize there was a part there was a there was a time and place when Euchre was a big part of the WWF, now WWE, back in the eighties. Right. Yeah. And that's like what kind of vaulted him to even more fame between that, because it wasn't calling the Brewers games. Sorry, folks. Like the Brewers <laughs> games are very regional, very, very regional, like not outside of Milwaukee area. 
<laughs> but yeah, that? between the Miller commercials, Mr. Belvedere, um, <clears throat> Major League, me, Major League, and Johnny Carson. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, yeah, how yeah. people right. got to know him. And then Monday Night Baseball with Al Michaels calling World Series games with Bob Cost and stuff like that. Like Euchre's Euchre's the best. And yeah. So anyways. What was the one he's got the one where he's on like a Cardinals team, but he and the guy next to him like put their hands on each other's laps. It was him and uh Bob Gibson. Gibson, yeah. yeah. So funny. <laughs> Just sitting there in the yeah. corner of the picture, he's like well, because somebody I think was trying to call Bob Euchre like they were trying to call Bob Euchre for being a racist or something like that. That's ridiculous. They were that saying, and they're great. like, they're like, no, people. As a matter of fact, Bob Euchre like, like, and like a lot of black players he played with came out and went, uh, incorrect. Try again. Like, try any other white person. You know, <laughs> like, go ahead. Yeah. Did we actually start everything? I'm trying to remember. Let's let's just do this. We're going to get right into everything. We got to kick everything off with what we I like you to want call. To say, uh, you're, you're not so humble at not so humble host. I'm at Scotty John. We did that. Yeah, Scotty Johnny. We did that. Okay, we did that go. part. Let's kick it off then. Let's get into our main event. Dun, dun, dun. Starting things off with the main event. All right, main event time. And this time, main event is not Packers related because we already did that bit. Right. We're going to talk Brewers. And as you said at the beginning, NL Central Division champion Brewers. And almost certainly the two seed, which means not playing the one seed unless we get to an NLCS. And I'm saying unless because I am a superstitious sort because uh, none of that's done yet. But, man, this is how good this Brewers team has been. All right. The Cardinals go on a 16-game winning streak, including a four-game sweep of the Brewers in Milwaukee and still mm-hmm. can't clinch the division with the week plus left. Uh, Brewers get the 8-4 to four win, which I love people doing. They're like, you know, 8-4 to four win with eight hits. And, man, if that isn't a shout-out to Ryan Braun, I'm like, stop it. I know, right? I'm going to be very alone in this boat, I think. Um but there's a lot of very young Brewers fans who really, really just feel like, man, isn't Braun the greatest ever? He's the greatest, and yeah. I love him so much, and right. everything about him was fantastic, and I loved everything mm-hmm. he did. And uh, they need to do everything they can to just be like super brawny everything. I mean, maybe they should bring him back this year. And you're like, nope, no, don't do it. Right. He's not that good anymore. He hasn't been good in a couple of years. Also, he cheated. Mm-hmm. He cheated and it hurt this team. Yeah. Um, it did. And it's embarrassing. And we can't talk about how other fan bases aren't critical of their own players if we won't do it. You know, like right. I, I literally at law school had a friend um, I haven't talked to him in a little while. I, I, he's, you know, it's whatever. He's a Cardinals fan and I was still friends with him. Um, well, he, that's why you're not friends anymore. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's not. It's just he went somewhere oh. else after law school. He, he was hilarious. Um, Four Loco was about to become basically you know, not able to be sold uh, around the time when we were getting done with our 1L finals. And so when we finished up a class, it might have even been like tort or something like that. He stood in the lobby handing out Four Loco to anyone who wanted one. Just He's a strange he dude. He's funny. But he sat there one time telling me that Braun is the worst thing ever. And he's terrible. He should be out of the league while wearing a Rick Ann Keel jersey t-shirt. <laughs> Just no irony to that at all. Mm. but that's the thing did, is did, did he show you his mark mcguire tattoo while he was doing it? <laughs> that's the thing though is like let's be honest about ryan braun ryan braun yeah. and i and i at the time 
agreed that Ryan Braun was probably the better of the two to keep if you're going to keep him or Prince because he did more things and he was better. You know, he had you know more well, speed. He had other stuff. He had power, but he also had speed and everything else. He was, he was more versatile, and and he even called himself out on it the other night when he was in the in the booth with Euchre um, last night or yesterday afternoon, excuse me, about Euchre brought up when he came up as an infielder. And he's like, can we not talk about that part? Yeah, it's a terrible third baseman. And then and he goes, he said, I think he said, uh, let's not talk about that or the other thing either. Thanks. <laughs> Just like very <sighs> self-aware. Like, yeah, like let's not talk about, let's not talk about the things I was bad at, you know? Yeah. So. But anyway, but you can't. You, Brewers fans like to not have that conversation, and you need to and, have and, that and conversation. People forget. People forget about Prince too. Is that like some of the things that ended up ending Prince's career were not really prominent yet before he left for the Tigers? But you could tell that there was some like Prince was starting to have some injury woes too on the way out. Like just like yeah. little things were starting to pop up. The here big and there. dude. But I mean, like yeah. the other thing is, if I'm going to say personally between the two, I liked Prince more. Because yeah. I felt like I could be an athlete with that man getting inside the park home runs. It kind of gave me like, hope. I don't know. It's like, watching like, John, it's like watching John Daly golf. You're like, I could do that. <laughs> yeah. I, I enjoyed watching Prince so much. And yeah, Braun gave people these these fun moments that we remember back on, you know, the the, the Grand Slam against the Pirates and things like that. Mm-hmm. But but you and just, I, just you destroy, and I. The biggest cub killer of all time. Yeah. And biggest you and I, killer. though, have, have a, of a much longer history of the brewers you and i remember american league brewers and trying mm-hmm. to beat the white Sox, and you know yeah. it's like well, being in the east the al east it's like, what? yeah there was no central just an east and a west and then you we played had to play one the yankees and, they are in the, and then you were in the world series and that was it yeah we played the yankees and the blue jays yeah and the blue and jays Baltimore those those years they were very the, good and i mean like you and i remember watching molitor and yount and Deer and Glenn Braggs and BJ Surhoff and Dan Plesak and Ted Higuera. And it's like, okay, I appreciate Braun and all the numbers he put up, but let's not forget that, you know, but, but John, he's a to cheater defend, to defend it, to defend the younger generations. Like, yeah, that's what they so, remember. So we, we grew up as children with yeah, modern Yount, and then we had modern Yount into our teen years. And then <laughs> there came the dark ages of Brewers. They were, yeah. The, the end of, County Stadium. Jeff Cirillo. I mean, when we had Jeff Cirillo, Jesse Sexton. John Jaha. Um, well, Jaha and Greg Vaughn were still kind of at the end of. Uh, Jaha was Mahler, like 96. They were still, they were kind of there at the end. They were kind of when, you know, the, the early 90s bit. But yeah, uh, Jaha, yeah, I, yeah. Think of, I, I think of like Sexton. Sexton was our first baseman when we were losing 100 games a year. Yeah. I can't even, you know, Jeff Jenkins was around at the time. Jeff Jenkins was still around kind of when we were getting out of it, too. I have a uh, much higher feeling, like emotional connection to Jeff Jenkins than I do to Ryan Braun. Right. Well, Jeff Jenkins and then Ben Sheets was part of getting out of the <sighs> yeah. hole, you know, and it wasn't until Hardy and Braun and Prince and Ricky Weeks. Prince and Weeks and, came up together, yeah. I was at their first up, game yeah, where they, they both hit together. their they, first home runs. They were four of the best players. And Ricky Weeks, I mean, Ricky Weeks got a huge pop when they showed him on the screen the other night because I was there on Sunday. I was there on Saturday night during Euchre night. And so they were having every, all ex-players and everybody else up on the big screen between innings talking about Bob Euchre. Yeah. And, oh, God, S- Saturday night was magical. I wish I would have been a Sunday's game, but we Saturday <laughs> night was magical because it was Euchre night, and I'm a huge Euchre fan. I grew up in northern Wisconsin. Yeah, 
we couldn't see we couldn't see Brewers games. Uh, my my relatives all lived in Milwaukee, and we listened to WJMC ninety six point three out of Rice Lake, and I would listen to him and Pat Hughes as a kid. So I'm like forever in love with Bob Uecker, you know. And I could see him with Johnny Carson. I could see him with um, on Mister Belvedere. I could see him in Miller Lite commercials. Bob Uecker was the biggest connection I had to the Milwaukee Brewers besides Paul Molitor and Robin Yount. And so when Ricky Weeks came up on the screen, he got a huge pop. Because you got to remember, there's a lot of super loyal Ricky Weeks fans in Milwaukee. And so those four guys all came up together. And that was the first thing that the Brewers had had that, especially the kids who were just like one, just the, when we were seniors in high school, the kids that were like in sixth grade, they didn't have Brewers. They didn't have a good Brewers team. They didn't have anyone to cheer for. Mm-hmm. You know, there was no all-star Brewers for a long time. Well, there's from, always the one because you always get the the one guy, maybe Jeff Jenkins right. or whatever. Right. Yeah, but I mean not. But I mean after uh, uh you know uh, who was the manager when Yountain uh, Molitor were there? Well, um, there was Harvey, and then there was um. Well, Harvey oh, was early on. Yeah, he I mean, was I'm, there when they went to the World Series. Obviously, he's, he's the 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 one in the early '90s. I can't. Oh, I my my reference trouble my reference in, no. Yeah, Treblehorn. Yeah. Yes, sorry. It was pretty much after because Treblehorn's last couple seasons were bad, and then it just went. It was the black hole, and then Miller Park was brand new and shiny and awesome, and we didn't have a good team to even put in it. And Seelig got the All Star game there, and that All Star game was a debacle. I don't even remember. That was like two thousand five or something like that. The the game that they called as a tie, yeah. you know. And it was like, and then he sold the team, and they started getting those four up, and um. Yeah, and it was just there, there wasn't anything. So that's why the, I think the generation just below us, even like they don't clamor on to Yount and Molitor like we did because they didn't see them and then they didn't have anything. And the first thing that came along because they really clammed on to JJ Hardy at first and Prince Fielder, but they yeah. both went away. And the only one who was there through the whole thing and the guy who hit the big home run, which I was going to allude to, I missed this clincher this year by one day. But I was at the only game I went to in 2011. I went to two games in 2011. And the first one, it was two days in a row. And the first one was on my eighth anniversary. On my eighth anniversary today, I can talk about it. <laughs> it was the first overnight date me and Holly had anywhere. And she bought me a random ticket, me and her a random ticket to a Florida Marlins game. And that was when they won the Central in 2011. And Ryan Braun banged that home run, that three-run homer halfway up the scoreboard in center field. And then they, we all sat around and waited for the Cardinals game to end, and they won the Central. <laughs> and so, I mean, that's what the generation just below us remembers. That's all they have is Braun. They don't have Sheets was a Sheets was a here and there. Fielder was here for five years. JJ Hardy wasn't here that long. Uh, CC Sabathia was here for half a season. The only person that they have to cheer for over that time is Ryan Braun. Yeah, I just. <sighs> There's the difference too, though, is still there is that problematic a- aspect to his time here too that you, you have to live with. And you could say like, man, I liked him; he was great. But doing it like, man, isn't he the greatest brewer of all time? And you're like, no, 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 he's not. He's that not. is one. That is one <laughs> Paul Leo Molitor the third. It's it's Robin Young, the guy who had <laughs> the guy who had two MVPs. Uh, I know. The I, only it's, player it's, ever. It's, it's obviously Robin Young. <laughs> and actually, just like the best player to ever play for the team was probably Raleigh Fingers. That's or true. But he Trevor, didn't play his whole even... career. Yeah. and But Molitor, too, though, is probably the second best. I mean, like the two of them. I mean, the fact that you had that 82 team and you're like, man, that team had Raleigh Fingers and and, and, and Yount and Gorman. And 
and Cooper and Vukovic Cooper and before Vukovic. he lost his mind. Yeah, and yeah. it's like and Molitor, and it's like, man, that's such a like, you've got several Hall of Famers well, on Vuk- that team. Vukovic had lost his mind, but could still pitch. Right, which <laughs> is yeah. fine. That's all you can ask for. Yeah, but yeah, but I mean, like, look at I this still team. Love that he was in major league as Clue Haywood. That's the best part of. <laughs> but I love this team with 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 the the just Yelich hasn't been the MVP Yelich yet, but it hasn't mattered because Willie Adamas has been great. And Luis Urias has really come into who he is, getting uh, Ed, you know, Eduardo Escobar uh, so that we can kind of rotate some people around in some of these positions. It's, um, it's funny yeah. that they can all, all four infielders can play all four positions, basically. Yeah. Because Eduardo, two... Escobar Eduardo Escobar is a shortstop. Yeah, I mean, that'd be the least comfortable <laughs> position in the world for him. He, he Third and first is where he's going to be. But, I mean, like, it... I want to see, I mean, just – if we get to 97 wins, I want to see one game where we have Tellas playing short and um, yeah. we have um, Strong Mad playing second. You know, I, I'm just joking. Yeah. No, but... Um, it's like when Reggie played all 11 positions on defense. Yeah. Oh, what was the line for Moneyball that we mentioned last week? Yeah, first Tell place is incre- incredibly, incredibly, incredibly hard. First base is easy. Tell them how easy it is. It's incredibly difficult. Nah, I don't <laughs> <laughs> but uh Ed, if escobar he's such a good player he can get away with it but uh yeah no and i'll tell you what man um having been to as many games as i have this year and being in the stadium um the biggest addition to this team this year wasn't adamas wasn't urias um you can make your arguments for him um some of the players that came and went um it's colton wong okay i guess he's been is, there a whole colton year wong is, colton wong is he is steady he's the leadoff man he's a second baseman you know adamas might adamas and urias might be the rah-rah cheerleaders eduardo escobar is a really good player that got picked up late um yelich is there you know lorenzo kane's there um you know uh arcia manny pineapple and the, i mean there's so many yeah. good players but colton wong man he is legit great player like yeah, great second absolutely. baseman having him at the top of the lineup. Um, I was, I was at this series against the white Sox uh, in mid July and he let off one game on a first pitch home run. And it was he, the way he strutted around the base path was just like, yes, this is how we do things. And it's just like that kind of made, that's kind of how this team feels. And I think Colton Wong is kind of the, like underlying identity of the team, kind of like how Braun was like, or Yelich was in his MVP year in 2018. Like Colton Wong is silently like the identity of this team. Like uh, he was injured for a little bit, but otherwise he's out there every day. You know, he's hitting well, he works hard, he gets it done, you know? And I, I like Colton Wong a lot. And I think he's been, and and he's, he's an amazing, he's a great infielder just uh, alone and just, good hitting, good leadoff man, like, and, and just, he's, he's a good player. Like you watch him play and he, he turned one um, at the game on Saturday. That was just, just, you know, like a routine hard play, you know? Mm-hmm. And it was just the way he turned it so quick. He's so, he's a really, 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 really good player. And, uh, and if he's the baseline of what everyone should be doing, then we're in a good place. <laughs> we're in a good place as a team. So, yeah, he's uh, he's been fantastic, and I think one thing too, like you look back on this whole season, how much were we talking about Keston Hira for the first half of this year, mm-hmm. and we don't have to think about that. So some of that is not just that we've been able to have Vogelbach playing there a lot, but Tellus had a very good 
uh, stretch there of being able to come in and give us big hits and good at bats. Not always, not even always when he was putting the ball out of the ballpark, which he did. But the fact that he had several good strong at bats, where he even put the ball opposite field a couple times um, with tell with us, good tell strength. Us become, tell us was becoming the Bobby Portis of the Brewers. Yes, he's very he really beloved was. in a Prince type of way, and we're like, I can't believe he can run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, no, yeah. The, the <laughs> fact, yeah, like I said, when he, he he pulls rooster tails when he goes for a double, you know, he's kicking dirt so high up in the air. Notice, I did say players too. Like, I, I'm going to separate the players from the pitchers because let's not yeah. put Corbin Burns and Hater. It's this, you can't compare them. It's 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 a sport unlike football. It's like comparing defense and offense in football. Like, it's a ridiculous sort of pitching that they've gotten. I mean, Williams is is really coming back into it now. Williams has yep. been great for the whole back half of this year. He, he had to come off Box, some injury. Boxberger turned in a good uh, turned in a good game the other night Very finally because so. we were all like, "Oh no, what's going on here?" Like well, if Boxberger like cuz he's kind of part of a piece of the puzzle. Like if Boxberger's not pitching well, that's not good because he's in a very, you know. If he can um, get him that seventh inning, he, he kills can, it. Can, he's in a very Knable kind of role. You know, like yeah. he's he's part of the, it should be Boxberger, you know, Boxberger, Williams, Hater. That's your yeah, sit, like seventh, the, eighth, ninth. The stand-up, it, the setup, and the closer. You know, I don't know yeah, if you, I'm making that up because there's no name for the seventh <laughs> inning guy yet. Because there's a setup guy like and a closer. And setup and closer. I like it. Stand That's up, good. setup, and closer. Like right, we, get, we make sure we have to put. We're gonna hashtag that. that. Everybody You're hashtag that. Give no, me no, credit. Hashtag that. Trademark that. You're a lawyer. Get it done. <laughs> um, I know a trademark um, lawyer. Yeah, I know a guy. Yeah, yeah right. I, I know a guy who knows a guy. I'm not paying um, money but, for that though. I'll just. But yeah, I mean, I mean, just give me credit on Wikipedia. We got enough other pitchers, and you figure that with. You know, trimming down to either a three or four man rotation for the playoffs. I mean, it's going to be uh, obviously uh, Burns, Woodruff, Peralta. Yeah, the three um, guys who went to the All Star game. <laughs> oh yeah, no, no kidding. Oh right? yeah, is that right? Um, yeah. <laughs> and no, then the rookie guys... of the year from last year, and then Hater, the other All Star pitcher we have, and it's like right. Yeah. So what? So I mean, I mean, you got your, you got your, you got your six key components right there. Um, and I'm glad that Boxberger turned in a good. Uh, and then yeah, some of the good. other, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see, uh, who doesn't make, I mean, it's, uh, pretty obvious who's not going to be making the postseason roster, I think oh, for yeah. pitchers, but, uh, um, it's, uh, yeah. So, but, but I mean, so give the pitchers their due, but, uh, you know, it, I think, I think it's been hater has proved his net worth. He's exciting. He's hard to hit. Uh, he did very good closing out that game last night for the the clincher, um, and actually, so <laughs> on Drew and KB today they had uh, Rick Schlesinger on. He's the uh, president of baseball operations for the Brewers, um, who's had a very wild weekend with everything that happened because of um, whatever it was. The Wall of Fame night on Friday, and then Saturday night was Euchre night, and then yesterday was Braun night, and uh, you know, so and the Wall of Fame night was Cargo and uh, uh, Gallardo, and uh, okay. and. Uh, Drew and KB on nine seventy the game had him on today, and they they said, "So did you talk to Council and ask him to like get swept by the Cardinals? Because that's the only way it works out that they win it on the last day, you know, on a Sunday <laughs> afternoon in Milwaukee, is if they get swept by the Cardinals. That's the only way it worked, you know. It's just like incredible math, you know, which baseball is. And uh, it was a uh, it was something else. Um, so I bought tickets to this weekend's game." on Saturday, two months ago. And I remember hemming and hawing at the time. 
you know, like I said, I, I said the debacle about the WWE bobblehead, but because uh, yesterday was Bob Uecker talking bobblehead day for everybody at the gates. And uh, and uh, I said, epic karma, because I saw that 2011 clincher on my only would, would have been my only game of the year. We ended up going to the next day for fun um, out of all the games I've been to this year. I pick the wrong one because I want to take my kids to want to take my kids to their first ever night game. They've never been to a night game. They've only ever been to Sunday or Wednesday afternoon games, you know, or the occasional Saturday afternoon game. And I was like six o'clock evening game. This will be great. It's Bob Uecker night. And we had a ton of fun, but I was like, of course, of course I went to the wrong game. (laughs) I'm just looking this up too. Here's the other things going for with, with the Brewers. Um, They are two games away from tying the best record they've ever had. All right, so 96 yeah. is the highest win total they've ever had. Um, that happened in 2011 and 2018. Of course, in both those years, the Brewers lost the NLCS. So, of course, the goal has to be to win three of these last six games uh, yeah, with lost, the, uh, in the last, Mets and lost, Dodgers. Lost the NLCS, the next two teams they have to play. Correct. Those are the two teams that kept them out of the World Series. Or you know, They're going to play three in St. Louis and three in L.A. And here's the best part, though. The Brewers have 25 wins at home this year. It's a very nice record, um, but they already have 49 wins on the road. Yeah, incredible. And that's with six left. <laughs> so, I mean, like, they're actually probably better off playing these games on the road. And unfortunately, they will not be playing a ton of those on the road for the way out here. But in, in keeping with kind of our history of the Brewers thing here and going over all of that, I do want to do this one fun thing with you here as we're talking, getting ready for the playoffs. and. Ooh. See if the Brewers can just go three and three on the way out here and get to 97, which would be fantastic to have the best season right. ever. Um, at the same site where I'm looking, where they have all of the the seasons of every Brewers season, you know, like just every it's so crazy because last year was just a 60 game season, so it's weird they right. got they got to a wild card game with a losing record. Um, they have the all time leaders in WAR, Brewers all time leaders in WAR wins uh, above replacement. So who is the Brewers all time leader in WAR? You're going to get the top two. You're going to get the top two pretty easily, probably the top three. Oh, so you want me to say Paul Molitor and Robin Yount? Well, which order is it? Who's one? Uh, Paul Molitor's probably number one. No. It is Yount? It is Yount. It's actually not that close. Yount, well, he played longer for the Brewers. Okay. 77.3 war. Uh, Molitor is a 59.9 war. Who's okay. next? The, only, the, the reason why I said Molitor is because Molitor missed a lot of games of in, with injuries, and plus he had the 39 game hitting streak. He had a couple seasons batting over 340, so that's that's why. Like the obvious he, answer is Yount, but I said Molitor because Molitor did a little bit more in a shorter amount of time, kind of. So I mean, no, but okay, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just give I mean, Molitor, Molitor missed a couple seasons with injuries. That's why I was yeah. trying. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. But, but anyhow, yeah. So who's number three then? Number three and war the position players or pitchers and this is everybody. It's all players. So I think uh, you'll get this one because by the way, we've mentioned this name today. Sheets? No, it's actually Braun. Braun is third. Oh Braun. Okay. Uh I, I want to see if you can get some of these next ones. Can you get four? Four you might get. I'm gonna tell you this, it's not a pitcher. There's no pitcher in the top four. So number four, then uh, okay. So like, if we're just going with super obvious answers, then because I was I'm trying to think of any sneaky ones we might have had, because like one, the, like I said with the Mahler thing, you know, like uh, right. So let's see here, number four. 
Uh, it's only while they're in Brewer's uniform. Remember, it's only you know. So you yeah, you that's what like... I meant. Just like sneaky, like like came here for a year, but nobody's actually ever really done that. So, I mean, Yelich? No, no, Yelich is is twenty two. He's got a fifteen point nine oh, war oh, with the Brewers. Dear. Okay, then like Cooper, Cecil Cooper, number four. Okay. Number five, I really enjoy. I love this. Um, so you might be able to guess that by how excited Gorman. I am, and you know Young's already off the board. Gorman Thomas. No, fourth. The fifth one is actually the first pitcher. Oh, okay. Um, CC Sabathia. No, it's Teddy Higuera. You, remember, Ooh. the war is only during the time they're here, and it keeps building each year. So he, he didn't have too long oh, a time. Oh, so, so it's, it's compounding. I thought, oh. Yeah, okay. it's a compounding right. wins. It's the okay. total number of wins. Well, see, he that's gave what it. I was gonna say because yeah. that's why I was wondering if CC Sabathia was gonna get in here. It's gonna have like, to be his, somebody. His war during this time he was here was right. unreal. Only, well, know? yeah, like, but it was only. Oh yeah, a number well, four then I there. need to recalibrate my settings then. Okay, yeah, yeah. Teddy so, yeah, Higuera. Teddy, Teddy Higuera, absolutely. Then so the next one's a little harder. And man, that's a quite a picture of him. But yeah, so it gets it gets weirder from here. So Don is, Money is, six. Is, 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 it a pitch, is it Don Sutton or is it a picture from the early seventies? Don Money is at six. Teddy, Teddy Higuera at five, yeah, at, with a thirty point three. Then Don Money, Ooh. then then okay. you, you wouldn't get this one. Jeff Cirillo was seven. <laughs> then Ben sore. Sheets at eight. Yeah. Ben Sheets ben at Sheets. eight. Yeah. Ooh, I don't know that you'd get nine because I don't think this is the next name you'd think of. But he played his whole career basically with the Brewers. Can you, can you give me a hint? Uh, position it... player. Position player. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Played whole career with the Brewers. Oh dear. Um, <laughs> Do you need more middle Jim infielder? Gat- Jim, Jim Gantner. Jim Gantner. Gumby. Yeah, that's okay. so good. Yeah, yeah I was yeah. trying to th- now. Now that I know that it's like compounding over like the length yeah, of your yeah. career. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because Jim Gantner played, and then George 15, Scott, 15, 15 years for the Brewers, even though he didn't hit a home run for like five years. <laughs> yeah, uh, George Scott then is at ten. Uh, so yeah, that's that rounds out your ten. George, that's pretty good. George, yeah, George cool. Scott. Anyway, yeah. Sorry, sorry. No, I wish I would have had my calibration a little bit better before I started. Because obviously, then I would have said, "Yeah, no, no problem." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah because it's right. the amount if of time the, too, if and the more was... time adds into it as well. Okay, because uh, war keeps on going. It's it's a compounding sort of stat. It's not a base number of something averaged out. It's the wins above replacement. So I I was thinking like going, yeah. your your average war per yeah. year. Like by the way, everybody, did. Jeff Jenkins at eleven. An all-time war as a brewer. Brett, Brett, Brett Favre's brother. Woo! Gordon Thomas actually, oddly, is down at 16. 16th. Uh, huh. Right behind our, your buddy, Chris Basio. Uh, the Boz. Where's <laughs> BJ Serhoff on that list? Oh, man. Uh, let's see. I don't see him on the list here. This one uh, only goes down to only goes down to 24, which is Moose Haas. How about uh, Greg Vaughn's got to be on there somewhere, right? I don't know. He stayed with the Brewers long enough, and he was early in his career. Yeah. Most of his big hitting was with the Padres. Yeah, um, no, he did go to the Padres. I want to say he played like seven years with the Brewers. Sixto so. Lescano at uh, 13th, right above uh, Carlos Gomez, Chris Basio, Gorman Thomas, Giovanni See, Gallardo. How, no, I, Greg Vaughn had to have played as long as Cargo did, right? I don't know. He was. He, I remember him being there. I don't remember him being there that long. Like Greg, He was Greg, there to get Greg, good enough. Greg Greg Vaughn was one of the people on the big scoreboard thanking Euchre the other night, too. Oh, well, good for him. How long did Greg Vaughn play for the Brewers? 
Well, that feels like know. it was a little longer than that. We'll look that up and get to some of that later. Let's you start talking. I'm going to look it yeah, up. Yeah, we're going to move into some other things here. I mean, we're looking forward to the Brewers. First off, they got three games in St. Louis and three games in L.A., and that'll end up the season. If they can go three and three, they will have the best record the Brewers have ever had. And based on what they've done so far, I mean, they already beat the Dodgers in a season earlier this year. Knock on wood. Um, but yeah, we'll see how this goes coming out. It'd be nice to shut the Cardinals down. I hope they used up all of their evil voodoo magic now and then just fade out in the playoffs because it looks like they're going to get that other wild card spot to go play most likely the Dodgers coming up here. What was that, like 2008 when the Rockies like won a whole bunch of games in a row, including oh, Rocktober? Did- DS and CS, and then they just fell apart in the World Series. Because yeah. they did it so quickly that they had like a week off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Greg Anyhow. Vaughn played. Greg Vaughn played seven years for the Brewers. Huh. There we go. Yeah, he's he he doesn't have a WAR above the fifteen point seven put up by Moose Haas. Mm-hmm. I don't know what to tell you. All right, uh, we're going to move on to some other things here. We're looking very forward to getting to the towards the playoffs and everything here, but we have other Wisconsin news here. This is what we like to put into a segment that we lovingly call our last call. Time to look around and get your bearings. It's time for the last call. Okay, Aaron. So last call. One of the things I want to start off with, we've been very blessed in Wisconsin having a lot of great uh, women's athletics in this state. Yes. Like very truly, it, it's been fantastic to watch. And if you have Big Ten Network, which you almost certainly do, um, because you know the Big Ten is now a nationwide conference. Apparently, I mean, I don't know. It, it covers a good wide swath. So, right. if you have the Big Ten Network, you can watch women's volleyball, and it is fantastic. It's not. It's not nearly as long as a football game, but it's it's been great. Badgers suffered their first loss of the season. It's the first loss they've had since they lost in the national championship game last year. And that was the only loss they've had in the last two years now, other than this one. But this one is way more unexpected. The Badgers lose to Maryland, unranked Maryland. Um, it, Devastating. It's it's a crazy loss. It makes no sense. Just just looking at the numbers here on this game, and it's just they played so out of sorts. Uh, Maryland takes the first set 25-23, and then Wisconsin 25-20, then 25-18 Maryland. They split sets each way. I mean, like up, down, like. One to Maryland, two to Wisconsin, three to Maryland, four to Wisconsin, and the fifth set is only to fifteen. All right, and they, and Maryland wins that fifteen ten. Um, weird, weird game. The the Badgers had, and let let me compare this because what happens then is the Badgers completely responded. Uh, they they bounced right back. They went to Rutgers. Uh, forgetting if they were at home. Give me one second here. I just want to double check it. Um, they were they were in uh, New Brunswick, so they they had two row games in a row, but they they just slaughtered uh Rutgers they'd be in 25 so it was 18 16 21 straight sets wins all right and I'm saying that because the Badgers scored 25 in each of those you don't need to know that um but yeah so Wisconsin goes to one and one in the big 10 Rutgers falls to 0 and two Badgers are nine and one overall but yeah that game against Rutgers uh playing you know their normal kind of game 47 kills uh 11 errors and yeah so their their percentage is at 31. Or 391, all right? So 39.1% um, over the, the course of the entire game. And that's only because the third set went to 19%, all right? So it was it was down. They were at like 60.750 and then dropped to 19 in that third set. But they still, their percentage was so high uh, in most of those sets. 
when they're playing Rutgers, it's just they had a 19.6% on this, and they had 34 errors. Just uh, they could not get their good kills. They had 72 total kills, but that's because they played five sets. Um, but 34 errors in this game. Maryland only with 19. Um, when when they played against um, Rutgers, Rutgers had 16. So, I mean, that's kind of in that era where you're, you're looking at, at kind of normal numbers. But 11 is good. And 34 is on the sing- just unthinkable. There's an unthinkable number. Uh, <laughs> I mean, and they look good in a lot of other aspects of that game but the errors just killed them their assists are, are way better they had 68 assists they had nine blocks but they get i mean they got blocked 15 times by maryland uh it, it, it's crazy to think of these numbers they they just absolutely murdered them in kills i was gonna say killed them in that but it made no sense to say killed them in kills murdered um, murdered and kills yeah yeah okay yeah murdered and kills i wanted to at least change it up slightly i don't know how else to say that but yeah 72 well, to you're, 48 the, you're the kills. lawyer you know the verbiage so. <laughs> It was a homicide of kills out there. Right. No, uh, seventy-two to forty-eight in that game. Still, just um, j- just losing this uh, in five sets. Uh, very rough game going out to Maryland and getting that, but bouncing back immediately and, and taking Rutgers down. Uh, that that at least helps. So that that's good. Um, Lauren Barnes again leading in all the digs um i think she's the libero on this team and she's been doing very well dana ratke is is still just just lights out phenomenal for this team um devin robinson having some good time when she's out there she's got she had 10 kills in the the game against uh i think this is one against maryland here she's got a very high percentage too she's at 90 percent on her kills so i mean like that those are some of the things that they did some changes in the lineup, moving a couple people around, trying to get people to help out. Sydney Hilly out there, Dana Redke getting getting those those big big time plays there to to make up for kind of the weird setup that they had in Maryland. I'm trying to look at the individual stats against Maryland here, but yeah, nobody is hitting particularly well. Devin Robinson had just unfortunately like the worst game she's probably ever had, and uh, that definitely came back to hurt. Uh, this in team entirely, but it's not just her. Like nobody plays particularly well. Um, Sydney Hilly actually had a decent game in this one, and Dana Radke had a, a, an okay game here. She got twenty kills, but only at fifty percent. So yeah, it's it was a bad game. They had one bad game, and they, they bounced no, back and, and they come just, back. You can just write it. You can write it off too. I mean, like you have bad games, especially against conference teams. It's it's yeah. You know, I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I know the ins and outs, but I do know how sports <laughs> works and. uh it's uh, you know, like they they dropped onto Maryland. You know, they've been unbelievable so far this year. Right. We always talk about giving up seven points in a game. That's uh, this team's this team's unbelievable. And it's uh, I mean, I was just I, I, while you were talking there, as as on Seat Geek, um, and Seat Geek, if you would like to sponsor this show, yeah, please, call. yeah, DM. get get all up in my DMs. My DMs are open. But, uh, Come get me. DMs are open. DMs are open. Um. My God, I was just thinking, like, I'd like to take Ruby to a a, 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 a volleyball game because I yeah. love volleyball. I grew up in a very volleyball. Or, uh, my my high school won three straight uh, state championships in volleyball when I was uh, uh, in high school, and mm-hmm. uh, very volleyball strong school. And uh, yeah. even even us boys who we didn't have men's volleyball, we we all knew how to play volleyball because it was yeah. just what we did. Played at the gym. Um, yeah, uh, I could take. I could probably take my whole family 
to a Brewers playoff game for less than it would cost to take myself <laughs> and my daughter to a volleyball game. Jeez. And that's not even a joke. Like, sure, on a Wednesday night, I can get a $12 ticket, but I'm not going to take my daughter to an 8 o'clock game on a Wednesday, you know, with school. So, but I mean, just like, so next, uh, let's Saturday, October uh, 9th, starting price on Seat Geek, $51 a ticket for general admission. I'm looking on StubHub right now for the one against Minnesota, which is going to be a great match this coming Friday, yeah. October 1st. Uh, mm-hmm. StubHub's got courtside reserve D, which is not center court. It's just off and over in the corner. It's kind of like being yeah. in section, not Z, but A. If you, it's if it's if on you the back it, left-hand yeah. side of one of the Yeah, ones, uh, $25 each on StubHub really? right now. So, yeah, if you go through the Wisconsin Badgers website uh, for um, – yeah, just straight up to the Wisconsin Badgers website and look at the women's volleyball team, which is the only volleyball team because we don't do men's volleyball in the Big Ten. Um, Badgers versus Minnesota. These are two top ten teams going at it this week at mm-hmm. the Fieldhouse on Friday. It's going to be an incredible game. Sunday they will be playing Illinois, but they'll be playing in Champaign-Urbana. Or, or, mm-hmm. It says Urbana-Champaign. Hilariously, Champaign-Urbana is the name of a character in Community who was only in one episode, but Champaign-Urbana is a drag queen. And I was like, that's a fantastic <laughs> name for a drag queen, too. Champaign-Urbana. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's great. But yeah, so... So, so basically nine. what you're saying is that Seed Geek, my go-to, is not good for women's volleyball. Go through the Badger website because the, the connection yeah. there, if you just go through, you'll see the under schedule, Minnesota this Friday. Just go click on tickets. It takes you right to... The StubHub what, site, I'm finding... What, like, what I was get... noticing, though, is that, like, so Badger home games, the ticket, tickets are just through the roof. But honestly, I think I could drive to Ann Arbor and watch them play against the Michigan Wolverines for cheaper. Because <laughs> I, I found tickets in general admission for six bucks a piece. Yeah. I'm like, it can't cost that much to drive to Ann Arbor, right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Ann Arbor is a... I, I, don't, I don't know why I'd ever want to go. I should go watch a game at the Big House before I die, though. That would be interesting. I don't want to go to a game where I don't care can, about can it. Can we do though. that? Can we do that? And it'd be like them against Appalachian State, and they lose <laughs> to Appalachian State. And we're the only people who are not just losing their minds. Surrender, Cobra. Right. You know, and we sh- we sh- what we should do is we should show up in Cubs gear, too. Like how Jeez. Cubs fans show up at other just random games yeah. for no reason. Just show up at a Michigan Wolverines game against uh, – Cupcake you, um, yeah, Pine <laughs> Pine Bluff, Arkansas, or something like that, and we're wearing just all Cubs gear, and we're like, "Hey, I can't even say the words Cubs fans say, but just yeah, be no, just don't. rude as hell and just wearing Cubs gear." Yeah. Like, so yeah, just get out there and see this from this Boston. <laughs> Go watch this team. Uh, this is a fantastic team. They've got a lot of depth. They got a lot of talent. Um, Sheffield is a fantastic coach and is doing a great job building this team up. Um, and they're fantastic to watch. They're they're really, really good. So that's one thing to get excited about here. One of the other things to get excited about is women's hockey has now started. College women's hockey got going. Uh, just looking at this this team, the, the Badgers did get their very first wins of the season. Uh, women's hockey, Badgers are ranked number one right now. Uh, not that it's, I mean, that's what you'd expect. Is, and Northeastern is, is ranked is this two. A surprise? Yeah, no. This team is so good. And I'm looking at this this setup here. Um, first line has Casey O'Brien, who in the first game scored four goals. I mean, they weren't 
it wasn't playing a great, you know, they're playing some just warm up team here, getting ready for getting into WCHA play, which has almost all the teams that matter. Uh, so Casey O'Brien at center, Daryl Watts at left wing, McKenna Webster at right wing. That's the first line followed by um, Breda Pettit, uh, Sophie Shirley, who's been fantastic for years now. Uh, she's had a very good stretch here with this team, and she's been fantastic to watch. Uh, Caitlin Schneider, that makes up the second line. Uh, third line on this team, Maddie Wheeler, Grace Shirley, and then Sarah Wozniewicz, um, which I'm guessing is right, but maybe she pronounces the Polish differently. I haven't gotten to watch them yet but because, yeah, just haven't gotten to see them play against whatever team that was they were playing. Uh, it was nobody. Just It was terrible. So, yeah. Um, excited to get, get through this. Like they, they, they got to go play Lindenwood and the first game was 10, nothing. And the second game was eight, one. Uh, so yeah, Sophie Shirley got a couple assists. Like I said, in game one, Casey O'Brien gets two goals. No, I'm sorry, four goals, four goals out of the 10. She gets four of them to start that one off in the eight, one like, game. It's like the positive golden sombrero, <laughs> right? It's just the opposite of that whole thing there. So just looking at the goals, uh, second night, yeah, Casey Bryan gets another one. Daryl Watts got a goal. Uh, Sophie or Shirley Sophie gets a goal. Maddie Wheeler, every everybody gets in on the scoring here. It's been fantastic. You get it's a gonna goal, be a good game. Get a goal. Everybody gets a goal. It's gonna be a good team. Like I said, they're starting off the season ranked number one. Um, it's pretty much a lot like the way last year ended. So Wisconsin followed by Northeastern, who gets one first place vote. Uh, Badgers and Lindenwood might be the only teams who have played. Uh, Badgers are two and zero. No, I'm sorry. Ohio State's two and zero. Colgate's two and zero. That's the three and four teams. Minnesota at five. UMD at six. BC at seven. Cornell, Princeton, Quinnipiac. So that's how women's hockey starts off. Quinnipiac. Quinnipiac. Yes. Um, but yeah, men's hockey. Badgers men have not started off yet. They're picked in the coaches poll. They did a poll of just the Big Ten coaches, um, and they picked the Badgers to finish third. Okay, behind Minnesota and Michigan. Oddly, though, Michigan is ranked higher than Minnesota in the actual USCHO poll. Um, if you want to follow any college hockey, Aaron and I have said this before. USCHO is probably the best single sport website for any college sport. Like anywhere else, you I guess you go to ESPN or whatever you do. USCHO mm-hmm. does a very good job of getting their information up. Uh, well, USCHO scoring. got re- USCHO got really big in the last decade when ESPN pretty much uh, banned uh, NHL talk on ESPN.com. <laughs> they will get so, more of it now, though. So yeah, yeah. But I mean, they, they they're gonna they're gonna benefit long term from it. USCHO. Back when I was doing college or uh, college radio and we're covering uh, the UW Superior Yellow Jackets, like USCHO was in its infancy and it was still reliable because it's been good for years. It's, it's been a really good website for a long time. Yeah. Right. Prior, you know, in USHO, I remember in like about 2000, well, two, three, three, four, I was gone. So <laughs> I was in Nicaragua today. Anyways. Yeah. Yeah. So pr- prior to that, the first year I was working in college radio as an intern, I would have to literally call the press boxes. This is like 1999 <laughs> calling the press boxes to, ask what the score was and hoping God someone would answer. And that's why <laughs> during broadcasts of smaller college games, you could hear a phone ringing in the background all the time. Cause that was that phone. That was other stations calling to figure out what the score was. Or 
if you're you know you'd it was really hard like it was difficult to find out there was very little knowing what other scores were during the game yeah. and, and then uscho was like one of the first ones especially hockey um like they had a real-time clicker and it uh it didn't have by the minute but they would update it about every 10 minutes so go. us and and, yeah. and, and and hockey fans are for the most part for a bunch of big dumb animals on skates hockey <laughs> fans are smart they're some of the really smartest are. fans on planet earth they're i'll tell you if you haven't been to to like a, <laughs> a college hockey student section is as close as you can get to european soccer i think yeah like there's cheers and there's chants and there's songs that they sing like if you go to a badger game there's in the intermissions there's specific songs they do every time and and they have mm-hmm. specific dances you have to do and they will tolerate you not knowing it for the first three games Mm-hmm. And then you'd better figure it out. <laughs> right. And, a... and, and and we were doing the wave at Miller Park on Saturday night. And all I just remember is being at Camp Randall and how oh. the student section is smart enough that they could make the top half of the bowl go one way and the bottom half go the other way. And they could adjust the speed of the wave. Yeah, they, they change it up. Oh, that's always fun, too. They do that. Oh, once. God, it's crazy. That's, so they go I mean, once that's... around, then they go. Yeah. So they'll go around slowly. And then they'll go around fast, and then they'll go send it back, and they'll send it all the way back around the other way, and then they'll cross it, and they'll send it in both directions at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's pretty fun. No, it, it, it's insane. It's and that's just but, that's inju- that but, is good. But the hockey stuff, like man, the the opening for Wisconsin hockey games when they do <laughs> like the student section is just jumping up. They're all standing and they jump up and down, and they do a little just a chant that they do the whole time while they're announcing mm-hmm. all the Badgers players in the dark with the lights flashing and this and that. It's it's gonna be good, and, and, it, and only hockey fans can, because of this, those small arenas, even NHL arenas, only hockey fans can isolate out. Hockey, it's bully, it's, it's, bull, it's bullying basically, and we shouldn't <laughs> encourage bullying, but uh, it's 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 literally bullying. Like you can eliminate one player from a game as a fan base because <laughs> everyone just gets on him from the get-go i've watched i watched it happen up at uw spear a whole bunch of times where you know some of our better fans because i was just there as a, a fan you know regardless and i can be a i can be a i can be obnoxious too but like you'd find out this guy who was playing for stout was dating a girl from superior and just yeah oh, yeah those are those just just get on him like and this is like, like Early '90s, I'd watch UWSP do that, and it's like, how did you find this stuff out? This is before everyone was on the internet, and you're just like, how do you know these things about him? What are you doing? This is terrible. No, it's like the Duke player that uh, <laughs> I think the UCLA people figured out his girlfriend, the the girl he was going to hook up with after the game. They started chanting her phone number <laughs> during the game. Yeah, like, I, God, I love smart sports. God, I love smart sports fans. All right, so men's hockey, like I said, UW is starting the season at eleven. Uh, it's going to be an interesting season for for UW here. Um, in terms of the rest of the teams, it's UMass followed by St. Cloud, Michigan. Then it's Minnesota, Minnesota State, Minnesota Duluth. Then BC, North Dakota, Kinnipiac, BU, and then finally Wisconsin. A um, lot of teams getting first place votes. Uh, it's spread out. So like in terms of that, uh, UMass, St. Cloud, Michigan, Minnesota, Minnesota State, Duluth, North Dakota, and Denver each getting votes, uh, first place votes in this draft, in this uh, current um, poll that's out for, for hockey. So it's going to be an interesting year. Badgers lost several key players, obviously. If, you, if you've been listening to us for a couple of years, you know Cole Caulfield is gone. Um, 
there's a, there's a lot of players gone from that team last year um, who were key contributors, Linus Weisbach, uh, all that, that group there. So we're going to be relying on a lot of these, these other players here who, who've kind of been on the team. I'll try to pull up the everything here, but these yeah, rag bags. Well, no, there's, there's still several good players, John. obviously, but it's going to be interesting. You know, I have, to see how you know, I have almost zero input on Wisconsin hockey, so I have to say something. <laughs> I'm trying to help um, you because you're looking things up, so I, I got to make some noise. In the I bounce here. around as I go. I've got a lot of. I'm looking at writer. I'm looking at writer cup stuff, anyways, for us to talk. In terms about of preseason, like just looking at these teams, the only real, you know, if preseason all Big Ten hockey. The, the first team is all Michigan, Minnesota. All right, it's just all Michigan, Minnesota. Notre Dame snakes one guy, one forward, uh, Graham Slaggart into the second team, and Cameron Rowe, the Badgers goalie, sneaks in his second team, all Big Ten. Uh, he's a sophomore, and he looked great last year. They probably should have played him more. They probably would have actually, you know, gone deeper in the playoffs had they done that, but they really wanted to stick with this, you know, him and um, Bay Dune kind of switching off, and I, I don't think that that was the thing they should have done in the playoffs. Um, Roman Ashan does get in as an honorable mention forward at the end there. But yeah, Minnesota and Michigan got a lot of talent returning on this team. But the Badgers have done a fairly decent job in terms of recruiting. Uh, so you feel, I guess, decently good about what this team looks like moving forward. Um, I'm looking at some of these places. Uh, well, just like all the other sports it? in Minnesota, especially since the Gophers haven't been uh, relevant in the last 15 years. Oh, right? in football? Or hockey. No, in hockey. No, Gophers. Gophers did all right last year, but they finished second in the Big Ten in a year that they really thought they were going to win it, and the Badgers won the Big Ten. Uh, right. I think, did, well, did the Gophers win were, the were tournament? They, were they though? one of the three teams that made the Frozen Four that didn't win? Yeah. The, the Yes, yeah, they it did. It was them, them, UMD, and Mankato State, right? Or Bemidji. Who was Minnesota it? State, I think. But, yeah, the Mavericks. Well, Mankato, and then, yeah. Yeah, Mankato yeah. State for those of us from the 90s. Yeah, um, sorry. Yeah, Minnesota State. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Minnesota what... State was from the show Coach. That's it's yeah. Oh yeah, that's true. But now yeah, Mankato State is now Minnesota State. Was... But yeah, it's just looking at some of that though. You're just like, yeah, this is um, they oh, all, they Saint, had three Minnesota Saint, teams. Saint Cloud, Minnesota, and Mankato slash Minnesota State. Okay. Versus Mass uh, Massachusetts. Yes, Massachusetts won it, and yeah. most Minnesotan thing ever. Yeah, got three teams, right. three teams in the final four, and we're gonna lose. Yeah. Oh. Um, in terms of this, I'm looking at neutral zone, which is in-depth amateur scouting recruiting stuff. They rank Wisconsin as the second best recruiting class uh, for the 2021 class year, uh, right behind Harvard, and I think right ahead of I think it's Notre Dame here. So yeah, I mean, they've I, got... I still wonder how Harvard does recruiting for hockey because. Because you get to recruit Massachusetts, which is a hotbed for hockey. So, I mean, all of New England for the most part, but Massachusetts, I mean, that whole beanpot area has got a lot of talent in hockey. And, like, yeah. I don't know, you called them meatheads on skates, but hockey players are smart. And Yeah, but but you're talking about Massachusetts. Like, I've seen the fighter. I know people from Boston. They're not smart. <laughs> um. Well, your cousin from Boston. Either way, you can convince people who can skate that free um, Harvard tuition is nice. And sometimes they said, yeah, that sounds great. <laughs> so 
It's, oh, I suppose yeah, they do. They, yeah, because what the football team they don't get to use scholarships on the football team, right? They do. They're an FCS team. They're they're. No, that's right. They are one they double get, A or whatever. They get to they get to scholarship everybody. Don't they, they? can if they want to. I don't I mean yeah. I, don't, I don't suppose they have to, but they can. I'm I'm looking at some of this class. They got some. I mean I'm looking at the names on some of these places here too. It's just kind of fun to see where hockey players come from because this incoming 2022 class has someone from Saskatoon, Calgary, uh, Toronto, or probably Toronto. Uh, Rosemount, Fox Point, uh, Adri, Alberta, Airdrie. Sorry, me. Uh, don't know that one. Yeah, I knew yeah. everyone up to that point. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron, Wisconsin, Mississippi. Aaron, Wisconsin. Yeah, with an E. Where's what? There's an Aaron, Wisconsin. There is an Aaron, Wisconsin. E R I N. I don't give. A, I, yeah. Mm. Mississauga. Uh, Where's on, that at? Ontario. I'm not sure. That's it's odd to find a city I don't know. I Fort Erie, Ontario. Five years between. There's a kid from Germantown who's a goalie. He's a six foot two goalie. Um, but yeah, that just it's going to be interesting. I mean, it's it's going to be like Chile, Wisconsin, which is just a township. But anyways. which is yeah, like a gas station and a bar is what Chile is. Yeah. Well, that's basically my childhood. But anyways. True. So yeah, the oh, biggest my, thing it's, is it's over by it's over by Hartford. It's in between Hartford oh. and Delafield. Oh, okay. On, high, on Highway 83. All right then. So, so they're from Aaron, but they went to uh, probably Kettle Moraine or whatever that high school is. <laughs> okay. There. So Hard Badger to... Badger Hockey is going to open up. They're going to have a. They're going to have two weeks to get ready because they're going to play Michigan Tech, which is not a not a, a a washover team. You know, like that's not you don't look John. Past, it's John. It's where Aaron Hill's golf course is. Well, there you go. Hey, okay. Then Badger Hockey, like Badger Football, will play the United States Military Academy mm-hmm. uh, in hockey, which should be fun. But yep. then they're going to play number two ranked St. Cloud State, another Huskies team, and then we'll play number three ranked Michigan, and then number four ranked Minnesota. <laughs> like they're going to play two, three, and four all in a row, uh, St. Cloud State and Michigan on the road, and then they'll play number eighteen Notre Dame. So they gotta they gotta get really ready for this very quickly. Uh, like I said, four games to kind of make sure they're ready. Uh, a couple non conference games here. St. Cloud State is non conference, which is still odd for a lot of us who grew up with the WCHA uh, to see like St. Cloud State and all those those other you know other schools out there being in some different conference. But still, I'll say now that we have a Big Ten hockey schedule, how does Northwestern not have a hockey team? That makes no sense to me. I mean, not I get really. Iowa or Nebraska or whatever, but how does Northwestern not have a hockey team? That doesn't make any sense. I mean, hey, man, Harvard has one. You, you just punks. Figure it out. That's what I said. I said figure it out. <laughs> Go on letter, Kenny, for just a moment there with Aaron here. Anyhow. Sorry, I'm, I'm going down a rabbit hole on what Aaron Wisconsin has to offer you, and I just sent right. you the, the Holy well, Hill Basilica of National Shrine of Mary Help of Christians. Cool, cool, cool. That sounds good. Anyways. All right. That's about all the time we have, though, to talk about all this. But we're going to be you excited. You missed all the Ryder Cup stuff. Yeah, I don't really. Let's just mention it quickly then, Aaron. Was there oh, a Ryder Cup? Goodness. The Ryder Cup happened at Whistling Straits in Wisconsin. And it's not a Wisconsin event per se. However, comma, it was a, a the, the, the American team won 19 to 1, which is the largest defeat over the Europeans. Or, oh, in it at all in modern history of the Ryder cup and especially 
important because the 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 American team is three and seven in the last ten years against the Europeans in the Ryder Cup. And I'm not going to sit here and break it down. However, good. <laughs> what what is, I know right? Like I'm not going to sit here and talk about golf because golf is boring to talk about. However, the state of Wisconsin on Sunday showed up hard on a lot of things, and I know that I'm sure this this my voice is probably not going to be heard by a whole lot of people on this podcast at this point, this late in the the podcast. But um, Wisconsin fans were noted they were being rowdy, like like good rowdy, like loud <laughs> and cheering, and like they showed up. At mm-hmm. Whistling Straits, and I have friends uh, from the CST, the chemical I want uh, chemical survey team that have to be up there. They do all the big events and stuff like that, and uh, so they were up there, and they were like, "Yeah, it was nuts. Like there was a lot of people out there." And so, what I just wanted to say about the Ryder Cup was, it was it's a testament to how good of fans Wisconsin people are. Like yeah. we are great fans, and Absolutely. if you give us something to cheer for, and it like an NHL to, team. Like, yeah, well, yeah, if we had on. one of those. Give us one. <sighs> Make it happen, NHL. <sighs> Anyways, well, I don't know if we have enough money to go around for all this because there's only there's only as many of us in this entire state as there is in the entire, as we found out during the NBA Finals. I don't care. There's I'll only buy, as many I'll people in Wisconsin tickets. as there is in Phoenix. So, uh, but uh, yeah, no, we, uh, we showed up well. And uh, I mean, we had to be in a lot of places all weekend long and we did it and it was I, 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 it was just, it was good to see. And it was good to see that, you know, now, now they've played the Ryder cup at, but, uh, uh, up in the twin cities before as well. And they, people show up for that too. Like this is a knock on like other cities in the, in the country, but like Sunday might've been the greatest sports day in Wisconsin history. Yeah. <laughs> we've won super bowls. Mm-hmm. We've won in NBA championships. Mm-hmm. But Sunday was an amazing sports day in Wisconsin. Right. The Brewers lock up the Central. Yes. The Packers pull off an improbable win in San Francisco. And the Ryder Cup was a massive success at yes. Whistling Straits, one of the nicest golf courses in America. Yes. So Perfect. with sheep. Uh, Has sheep. I know that mm-hmm. much. All yeah, right. good job was good job, Wisconsin. You you did well on Sunday. You did. Nailed you it. Did. Yeah, 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 yeah. As far as sports, as far as as far as sports, sports, uh, as far as sports go, you nailed it on Sunday. So good job, kids. <laughs> All right, good everybody. job, kids. We we have to get Aaron out of here at this point. We gotta walk him off the stage. We'll put the yeah. coat over his shoulders. We'll start walking him off. We'll get him a bottle of water. We'll get him ready. Get him ready for next week when we will be talking about you know there will be Steelers. There will be the Michigan. Here comes the Shepherd Hook. Yeah, we'll be talking like I said. Uh, we've got, was it Michigan? We've got the Steelers. We've got more women's hockey. We've got uh, women's volleyball against Minnesota. Um, man, it's going to be, it's going to be another great week here coming up. So stick with us. Uh, we'll get you ready for Brewers playoffs. We'll get you ready for Bucks uh, season opener and all these other things are coming up here. But remember, whether you are on the town or on the go, it is always on Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at ScottyJohnny1 or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening and on Wisconsin.